welcome to the 4A Podcast. We are back again after an amazing uh, championship series between the Astros and the Yankees and the Phillies and the Padres. How are we feeling, boys, about the championship series? They were pretty quick. That was surprising. Yeah, no. Um, I was definitely expecting that Astros-Yankees to go more than a sweep. Um, I was expecting the Yankees to win at least one. Um, but Astros, man, simple. Astros, Astros really seem like they're kind of just a freight train, and I don't think anyone's going to be able to stop them here. Um, as far as as far as let's let's go over that that quick sweep for the Yankees and the Astros. Aiden, I know you had you had the Yankees over the Astros, and all the rest of us had the Astros. But I think all of us all of us thought it was going to be a one-sided battle um, for for those of us that picked the Astros, but we expected the Yankees to put up some sort of fight, and it felt like they really didn't do that. Yeah, no. honestly, the Astros, they came out to play, and Yankees, uh, they barely skated by Cleveland, and it really showed this series when they had to go against the best competition in the American League. Uh, the Astros came to play ball, and even though the offense wasn't there in every game for the Astros, the Yankees' offense wasn't there in any game besides game four, and that's when the Astros' offense decided to show up. And that was really just too late for the Yankees. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, there was a couple games where the pitching did did their job. You know, they they, they gave, you know, their, their bats the chance to go in and make those big hits to you know, win them a game. I think, think two of the games the pitching like lights out gave them a chance to at least score nothing or to score something, and they put up. I mean, they were non-existent. And then the games that you know they scored, you know, three four runs, the pitching gave up five six runs. So I bad timing for the bats. Um, in huge huge offseason for these Yankees though um so looking at the series though like game one Justin Verlander he rough first inning like you're thinking is this a repeat of the Mariners series Harrison Bader takes him out of the train tracks he locks it in like he shut down that Yankees offense Maldonado goes deep McCormick goes deep Pena goes deep game two Yankees got this it's going great and then Bregman takes Luis Severino into the Crawford boxes and Valdez was pretty good. And then he tried to flop on the floor and throw a ball at first base, but we ignore that. The Astros win game two, three, four. They sweep the Yankees. And honestly, it came down to the fact that the Yankees stars didn't show up. Garrett Cole in game three, five innings pitched, five earned runs. I counted like he wasn't on the mound when all those runs scored. Uh, Lou Trevino came in with the bases loaded, allowed all of them to score. Uh, Harrison Bader, however, he had a really good series besides that one play in game three where he was going to right center field, him and Judge crossed paths. Like, I would be scared out of my mind if six foot seven Aaron Judge was running at me, deservedly so, but you got to catch that ball. That drops Chaz McCormick uh, into the right field seat. It's probably 318, but you know what? He played to the ballpark, the ball went out, and then game four, Nestor Cortez wasn't healthy. The left groin was bothering him, and you can't pitch off of your leg if the groin's hurt. You can't get that extension. His fastball was down to 88. Jeremy Pena took advantage of that, and it was pretty much – it was a back-and-forth game. But at the end of the day, Alvarez to Bregman, game over. Yankees can't win that. Yeah, no, I think – I mean, I think if any – if they were going to win any game, um, game four was that opportunity. Obviously, down 3 nothing already. It's series is basically already over. Um, you had that chance where it was five to four, top seven. I mean, I think if you get out of that, you have a good chance out of that jam, you know, that they put him in. Um, you have a good chance to win that game. Um, and then Bregman, you know, deals that bloop single, scores the run or two. And then the offense, you know, couldn't, couldn't get back. And I think as soon as Bregman hit that ball, the series, that was like the dagger, you know, even though the game wasn't over that finish it at all um i would also say they had they had their opportunities in game two but i think i think game two was really that that kind of the that kind of 
changing point, right? When you think it's it could have been a back and forth type of series, but then Bregman hit that home run and and judges judges hit didn't get out of the ballpark, which drawed up some uh some controversy between the Yankees and the Astros, but I I think that was kind of a turning point in the series. And after that loss, I think it kind of just went, everything else just went downhill for the Yankees. Yeah, they put up a fight in game four, but it, it, it never felt like the Yankees were in the series at all. Yeah, and that judge hit, it was, I think it was about 113 off the bat, proper launch angle. But you got to look at the conditions of that game. Like Lance McCullers, he, he's, or sorry, game two, that home run, the only stadium it would have been out in was Yankee Stadium. And Aaron Boone points saying, oh, the roof was open. That's why it didn't go out. Like you're saying it didn't go out in the only stadium that was the only stadium it would have gone out was your home stadium, which Mickey Mouse home run. Like you got to understand the fact that you simply got outplayed those two games and in game four where Aaron Judge smoked that ball. Lance McCullers, he thought that ball was gone. But you have to think about it. The fact they're in New York. It had just rained. It's going to be humid. The ball's not going to travel as great. And you had to play to the situation. The Yankees didn't do that. Well, and I think, I I believe Judge hit that like almost as dead center as you could get in Yankee Stadium. And that's what, like 400 feet to exactly where he hit it. So, you know, it's part of Yankee Stadium. 318 in the corners, 400 dead center. You know, it's just where he hit it. Tough, man. Yeah, I mean, Yankee Stadium, like it, it gets. It has a bad reputation to those short porches, but it statistically plays to a pitcher's ballpark because of those dimensions and the gaps and the center field. So as long as you're if you're a pitcher avoiding those extremes and you can play to the center of the field, which is what Lance McCullers did for a majority of the game, you're not going to let up the long ball in New York. Yeah. Um, so going to that series, uh, Aiden, you're the only person that had the Yankees winning. So unfortunately, you don't get a point there. But yeah, your guy was Anthony Rizzo, and he had a great series for himself. Yeah, Anthony Rizzo. Well, sorry. No, 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 no. I was just saying, and you know, it, it was one of those situations for me. I picked him in the. Uh, I, I picked in the preseason. I had in spring training. I had Yankees Padres World Series. They both made it to the CS. One of those situations, you know, I can't pick if I if I picked against that happened, I would have been really down on myself. Um, I did. I, I thought the Yankees had a chance. I thought it was going to be a better, a lot better series than it was. Um, but I mean, at least Rizzo did something. Yeah, I mean, so Rizzo had a 250 batting average, 438 on base percentage, 1.021 OPS. Good series for himself. He had huge RBIs, especially in Game Four. And he he did his job. The Yankees' offense, if it were to get going, Anthony Rizzo would have had been a huge part of that. And he did his job. It's just the only supporting part that he had was Harrison Bader. So yeah. you can't have an entire offense rolling if only two people are going. So I honestly think Anthony Rizzo earned you two points there. Like he had a really good series. I did, Steph, do you have any objection to that? Um, no, I don't think I. I think him as a as a sole player. I think he did good. It's just he didn't have that team around him to push him and get him into into the scoring uh into scoring situations. Which I do, I do, I do, I do think Aiden should get two points for him. Yeah, no, I I feel like it was one of those big questions entering the postseason was Judge hitting sixty three home runs. You know, this guy doing this, this guy doing this. But how are they gonna, um click and you know all together in the playoffs um and they didn't they, they didn't mesh together in that playoffs they didn't come together um you had a guy stand out here you had a guy stand out here but they never really stood out in the same you know in the same like point which hurt them awful like awfully and you mentioned Aaron Judge's chase for the home run record I really think that 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 had to burn out like burn him yeah. out personally like you saw the stress that was on him and the stress that was off of his shoulders when he finally hit that historic 60 second home run. But you have to think some part of him is so exhausted that he just wasn't all there for the playoffs. Like, obviously he wants to win. He wants to do it. He's a phenomenally humble person, like puts the team before himself, but there comes a certain time when he's just too tired. And I really think that hit here. 
I agree. I, I definitely agree. I think Judge's race for for the title and for that uh and for that record definitely drained him. And it you play 162 games, right? And 162 games is it's a lot of it's a lot of games, and it's just it, when you you're hitting the ball at such such a high high rate, and you're getting the ball out so many times. It's gonna take a toll on your body, and I don't. I don't think Judge was was ready for the postseason. Yeah, and I I, th- I think you know I think he could see that coming to the end of the season. Um, he had that what he had that stretch about with a month left in the season when he was really like hitting every ball and like people were like holy cow you know he's gonna hit sixty three you know this that, and then that last week week and a half two weeks he kind of slowed down. There was some questions, is, you know, like, is he actually going to hit, you know, is he actually going to hit um, 63? He had a couple of deep shots, but then, you know, he finally did it. Okay, maybe the weight's off his shoulders. Maybe he'll go back to playing, you know, like he normally does. And I think it's too much for him. Yeah, and you also have to look at the fact that this is the most games he's ever played in a season. He played 157 this year. His career high was 155 in 2017, but he's been battling with injuries from 2018, 2019, obviously the abbreviated 2020 season, but like this is his first full healthy campaign. He was healthy for most of last year, but you have to think, you know, long strenuous season, big home run chase, your big guy isn't going to be there all the way for this series. So Stevs and I, we both had, the Astros winning. Tom, he fortunately couldn't be today. He's under the weather, wishing him our best. Tom had Yuli Gurriel, good series, uh, 333, 333, 862 OPS. You know, he's knocking the ball around the yard. He's not going to hit the, he's not driving huge home runs. He's going to hit the ball where they are. He's going to put it on a line. He's going to get it in play. And he did a fantastic job at doing that this series. I think that earns him a point. I'd agree. Yeah. Um, and then, t- then Stevs, we didn't have great fortunes. You went with Kyle Tucker, I went with Jordan Alvarez, and neither of them had great series, to be honest. Uh, Alvarez got on base at a good clip, but considering the type of player that Jordan Alvarez is, we expect more from him. We expect those home runs. We're using all fields, and he didn't really do that this series. He was kind of shut down. Besides that last game where he got a couple knocks here and there, I expected more of Jordan Alvarez, so I don't think he's deserving of a point. I agree. I definitely agree. I think Jordan needed to, I mean, not that he needed to step up the Astros, swept the Yankees, but I think he could have stepped up. Yeah. And then just to refresh for our World Series Championship Series prediction in the Championship Series in the last episode, we selected a player that we think is going to win the World Series MVP. If we get it right, we get five bonus points. So three of you guys, well, you guys, Tom not being here, selected a player from this series. Tom had Jeremy Pena, who ended up winning the championship series MVP. Stevs, you had Jordan Alvarez, and Aiden Gunjan, Carlos Stanton. So, unfortunately, you're out on that. It's still not a bad pick, though, because at any time in that series, Carlos Stanton could have gotten it going, but he looked lost at the plate. Yeah, uh, he had what he had that one. I'm pretty sure he had a home run, one home run in that series, right? Was that? Um, I don't know if he had any DS, of that series. The, the DS and the CS had kind of uh, meshed together. Um, I know he had one big home run in the playoffs, but I think that probably was, I think that was DS game five. Yeah, that, um, that right. would have been. Um, yeah, no, he, um, my hope was they get there, you know, he gets a home run, you know, two big home runs, gets in there. Um, but yeah, no, Yankees out. He's out, so now I gotta gotta cope with what three points, and if I get the yeah, if you get the World Series MVP, uh, yeah. you'll get three points. So. Um, and then Stevs, are you still feeling good about that Jordan Alvarez pick, or do you think you're gonna I move am, on I when think, we make our predictions I, later? So I did, I did, I still like that pick, but I think when we make our predictions later, I'm, I'm gonna try and go somewhere else with it because I want, I kind of want that. I know I'm not going to win at this point. I just kind of want the points. I don't want to get in last, right? So I kind of want to cover my bases on that end. I am confident about my Jordan pick because he did have a, a lackluster championship series. I think he's going to have a, a better World Series, and I think that's that's better for him. 
Yeah, I agree. And a lot of the Yankees' arms that came out were in the upper 90s, stuff like that. Something Gordon Alvarez hits pretty well, but the Phillies aren't going to feature that same velocity necessarily that most of the Yankees' pitchers are going to do. And that's something he really punishes on, like bad off-seed pitches or poorly located four-seam fastballs, which is something that Phillies' pitchers are a little bit prone to throwing. So that could definitely be something that Jordan Alvarez takes advantage of in the World Series. So with that, I think we got to go to the other series where Philadelphia and San Diego went head to head in this series. You know, we had an even split. We had two with the Phillies and two with the Padres. My logic, I chose the Padres, but my logic was either I'm going to be right or the Padres lost. So it's a win-win for me. Stevs and Tom both had the Phillies. Aiden had the Padres. What do you guys think? Um, I was I, I was definitely back in the Phillies through and through. I am in I am an NL uh, East. I'm a Nationals fan, so I don't like the NL East as much. But I do like uh, I like how the Phillies are, and I like how they're constructed. I do think they're missing pieces, so I don't know if I'm going to pick them later on. But I I like them against the Padres, and I didn't think the Padres' star power was going to show up and their pitching was going to be able to to handle these Phillies bats. And at the end of the day, I felt I, I, felt I was right. Yeah, no. Um, I think the big um, shift, I mean, Soto had his hits. Um, Bell had his hits. Um, you know, people getting, you know, hits here and there. Uh, the atmosphere, in my opinion, was huge. I mean... You know those those Philly fans, they were never out of it. Um, and I, I think that's where they kind of, um, you know, kept it. Once they won, they split in San Diego, I believe, and then Phillies went three and zero at home. And you know, what do you want? I mean, I don't think you can expect to take both games in San Diego as a Padres. Um, you know, for the Padres, I don't think you can. Um, but I think you, you have to hope to at least win one, you know, bring it back home. You know, we have Padres fans wishing, Hey, let's just get it to six. Once you get to six at home, maybe we can get to seven, you know, seven, maybe we can win it, you know, but I mean, those fans were electric and I think that's exactly what the Phillies needed. I think that's exactly what Philadelphia needed. They all kind of came together and. The thing that I kind of disagree with you there is I think the Padres needed to win both in San Diego because as you did mention and it's kind of true the Philly fans they were going to go crazy like it was their first postseason baseball in 11 years San Diego was their first home postseason baseball in 16 years like both fan bases really really cared and the thing with San Diego is you win both at home you guarantee that you cannot lose the series in Philadelphia. And that's not what happened. So if we want a quick rundown of the series, we just look at it from a quick overview. Game one, wheeling and dealing. Zach Wheeler just, he shut him down, right? But you Darvish threw pretty well. Like you Darvish pitched really well until Kyle Schwarber took him 488 feet. Like that ball was destroyed. Game two was the only Padres win. Nola beat Nola. Aaron Nola just didn't have his best stuff that day. It happened. But the one thing that was really, really blatant about this game is it was the only game in the series where Josh Hader was used. Josh Hader, the best closer in baseball when he's on. Like, he had that rough stretch to the middle part of the season. They found the mechanical error. They found the mental error. They fixed it, and he struck out nine batters straight. You know what? That's the only game he was in. The Padres won. Coincidence, I think not. Padres went with a crooked fifth inning. Game three, Ranger Suarez looked pretty good. They took him out after 70-some-odd pitches, which actually saved him to come in in game five. We'll get to that in a second. And Joe Musgrove, he fought, but he just didn't have everything. Like, the Phillies had really good at-bats against Musgrove, and they made him pay for it. They got him out of the game. They beat Musgrove. Game four, it was a slugfest. It was back and forth. Padres went up four in the first. Mike Clevenger couldn't hold his own. Phillies put up three in the bottom of the inning. And they kind of proved to the Phillies, like the Phillies proved that their bullpen can hold their own. Like they can keep them in a game. 
Bryson Stott has had great at-bats this entire postseason. And it really demonstrates that when he came up, he was ready to give those quality at-bats. Uh, and then just, they put on more more runs, fifth, sixth, and seventh inning. Phillies lock it down. And then we get to game five, where back and forth in the beginning of the game, you know, Padres go up three to two. Sir Anthony Dominguez, who had been great, it's raining. He's throwing the ball everywhere. Padres take the lead. Bryce Harper comes up. Runner on second, and they leave in Suarez, which is Bob Melvin defended it, and it's not bad reasoning. Like, Suarez hasn't let up a home run to the lefty all year, but you have the best reliever in baseball in your bullpen, and he's not pitching to Bryce Harper in that situation. Joe Davis had the best call possible. The swing of his life. Like, we're going to be swing, we're going to be seeing that on replay for years to come. Bryce Harper takes it into the left center gap into the left center seats, take a fourth, four to three lead. Jose Alvarado makes it interesting in the bottom or the top of the ninth. Phillies win it. They win this series four to one. Yeah, no. Um, I I think leaving in Suarez was I think the right choice for the amount of outs. Obviously you have Hato, but what happens, you know, do you want Hater to pitch six and you know you have Suarez who, like you said, hasn't given up home run. Um you have Hater, okay, well, you give up, you know, you put Hater into that game. Hater goes through, he makes it to the ninth. He went, okay, he left up a base runner at like what? 20 pitches, 25 pitches in the top and then in the ninth, who do you bring in? Um, I think if there was one, maybe two outs, then yeah, you go hater. Um, but Suarez has been, I mean, Suarez looked amazing in the, I mean, what, what was his, what was his ERA before that home run? Uh, he had let up one home run and it was the Reese Hoskins home run in San Diego. Yeah. What was the, uh, I mean, his his ERA was, um, you know, he looked amazing in the DS um, against the Dodgers. So I, I think that was the right decision. I can see why, you know, it's, he's backing it up. Um, so, but no, I do think if um, this is the Phillies, if the Phillies are going to win the win a World Series in the next five to seven years, this this is the season. I think teams are only getting better. Um, so I, I think this is their window. They have, they have to get, you know, advantage of it. I agree. Um, I, I, I do think it was the right decision. I, I agree with Aiden. If, if he had, if there was one or, or two outs in that ending, I think you bring in a hater in that situation, but, but Suarez, yeah, I guess he was on a little short rest and probably his arm probably wasn't feeling that good, but I, I mean, I it is the best. It is one of the best hitters in baseball, and Bryce Harper. And you do want that your number one guy out there. But uh, the way Suarez has been had been pitching, I think I think he was he was the right decision in that scenario. You see, I gotta disagree with that. I think Hater should have been out there. Like, I I understand the point. Like, you need someone to close the game if you have the lead. But what lead is there to save if you don't have it in the first place? Like. You have to prevent, you have to win that game. You are down three to one in the series. You have to do whatever it takes to win the game. And in that situation, putting Josh Hader in to get Harper out is how you win the game. Like there's other options to close that game. Like, are they Josh Hader? No, but you know what? I would rather have to get to that situation and figure it out then than not have that situation present at all. That's fair. So who would you have gone with? Let's just say, Hater goes into the game, bottom eight, zero outs, gets through it, struggles in the ninth, you know, tying, you know, tying run is on, you know, second. Hater's not doing so well. Who do you bring into the game? So because I, I know person. that the, yeah. the, you know the, the the games before were close. Obviously you had that slug fest, you know, the slug fest that uh you know you used up a lot of pitchers. Um and then I mean that game what it you only had it was it was Darvis straight to Suarez. So, uh didn't Pierce Johnson throw in there beforehand? No, because uh, if because in the bottom of the eighth, Suarez lit up that homer. 
So someone had to connect Darvish to Suarez. So I think that was Pierce Johnson. No, here it just says Darvish straight to Suarez. Oh, that's my bad. So, you know, I mean, you didn't use anybody, but the game before, you know, the slugfest, you used, I mean, let's see who all pitched. Yeah, you I had I, Suarez, they... yeah, and Darvish. And then you had, you know, the game before, you had Clevenger, Martinez, Pena, Garcia, Wilson, Mohan. Who do you go with? I mean, there's so many options there. Because if you're looking at haters, you're saying hater struggles in the ninth because that had a high pitch count, right? Yeah. So you have to look in the Phillies lineup of like, okay, where are they going to be? So Harper's hitting with one out in the eighth inning. So he was he hits three, right? No, no outs. No outs? Seven outs. Okay. Yeah. So Harper hits third, right? Yeah. Okay. So you get Harper out, you get the next two outs. You're looking at six, seven, eight in the eighth inning. So it's going to be some combination of Bryson Stott, Bryson Stott, Brandon Marsh, Gene Segura, like that part of the lineup, right? So you're down there. You're yeah, probably it was Boom Stott Segura. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's six, seven, eight, right? So we say a hater starts struggling. Let's say he gets an out, right? You have that option to go to Tim Hill to get the lefties out. You have the option of going to Luis Garcia, who can throw on no day's rest. He's a reliever in Major League Baseball. They do it all the time. Like there were options, and you. The thing that Bob Melvin made a choice, and it wasn't a horrible choice. It just wasn't the right choice given the situation because you have to make it to the situation where you have the lead. If you don't protect the lead, you don't have to worry about who's going to get the save. Yeah, but obviously, you know, they left him in. Um, He gets a home run. They go to the Wood Series. Boom. Here we are. Yeah, and so – Heavy favorites in my, I think most people think, you know, Astros, they haven't lost the game yet. Um, I mean, it's going to be fun to watch. But at the same time, you look at it, it's going to be fun to watch. You look at it, they haven't lost the game yet. But the teams that they've beaten have had the opportunities to beat them. I mean, you, you've had, you went 18 innings against the Mariners. You had multiple games where the Yankees have ha- has had the chance you know, they had the chances for the Yankees to go in and win. Um, you had game one between the Mariners, Ash, Mariners, Astros, the Mariners blew it, I believe. So, I mean, you've had the opportunities to do it, but the Astros are just resilient. They won't give up. Their pitching has looked good. Yeah, and we can get into that in a second about just like our previews, our thoughts of that series. We just got to summarizing the end of that Padres versus Philly series. You know, we had some good ideas about our guys, like getting in the thought of like the next series, figuring out who our guys are last year's like all of us went with guys that you know, on that roster, like Tom went with Bryce Harper, who the swing of his life, like there's two points right there. Like there's no question about that. It's like, but Stevs, you went with Kyle Schwarber, another fantastic series. Like huge home runs, good at bats. Even when he was striking out, he was still putting up a pretty competitive at bat most of the time. Like there were some where he was just, you know, three and out. But then Aiden, you and I went with, you know, kind of like a little bit of a leap compared to Harper and Schwarber. You went with Josh Bell, who had a really good series for himself. Like you didn't really like he wasn't the one in the headlines, but he had big doubles. He was getting on base in those situations. He didn't walk, but he was, you know, still getting on base. I think he deserves a point there. I agree. Yeah, no. I agree with that. Yeah. And then uh I went with Jake Cronenworth and he was not good. He played good defense, which is nice, but honestly, in the postseason, good defense is nice to have, but especially at second base, you need more offense than you do defense. No, and uh, I mean, if, if you're going to advance to the World Series against, um, you know, a red-hot team or just a good team in general, you know, 90, I feel like 80 and 90% of those pieces have to click. And 80 90% of those pieces clicked for the Phillies. You know, even like Gene Segura was coming up with big hits um, and some big plays in the field after making that error. Um, you had, I mean, who else on the Phillies? I mean, even like you said, Bryson Scott was taking, you know, those competitive at-bats. Brandon Marsh, I'm pretty sure, had the big hit. Um Reese Hoskins. 
Reese Hoskins, you know? The bat slam uh, in, in the yeah, DS. Yeah, I mean, I mean who, who the... didn't? Who didn't have a good series for those Phillies? Um, I mean, and I think I think that's you know what it's Castellanos. Castellanos yeah, has not has not done a lot in the postseason, but no. besides um, that one game in the divisional rounds, yeah. Um, I really think that like if we are you guys ready to transition into the World Series here, or do you have yeah, any lasting yeah. thoughts? So um, the way I was, yeah. Um, so the way I was going to transition that is you have to look at what parts of the lineup are firing, what parts of the lineup are going and almost all of the Astros lineup is going. If you look at their top seven in OPS, they outmatch the Phillies. I'm going OPS of just this postseason. So Harper, uh, Harper has been good. Schwarber has been fairly good. And those are the only two guys on the Phillies with an OPS this postseason over 800. Uh, Reese Hoskins is right there with a 779. But you've got Jeremy Pena, Alex Bregman, Yuli Gurriel, Jordan Alvarez, Chaz McCormick, all of the OPSs over 800 this postseason. When you have that deficit, it's just the offenses aren't on the same level. The Phillies can be there. But when the Astros are hitting 1.7 home runs per game compared to the 1.4 for the Phillies, the team that hits more home runs, normally wins a baseball game. Counted, the Astros are striking out a little bit higher of a clip, uh, 8.7 times per game compared to the 8.5 for the Phillies. But they're still the Houston Astros. They've been to the World Series. They know how much pressure is on them, and they get to play at home for a majority of the games. Um, I agree. I think I think it's it's clear in a way heavy favorites for the Astros, but I don't I don't think these Phillies are going to go down without a fight, and uh, I think because I'm I'm looking at the roster right now, and mostly Houston, mostly Astros have been there, been to the the World Series before, and they know what it takes to be in those tough spots, right? And I'm looking at this this Phillies roster, and most of them haven't been to been to the world series i can see uh what like syndergaard was syndergaard on the 15 mets yeah syndergaard was there schwarber was in 16 schwarber was in 16 was dave rock david robertson ever Uh, with anybody i don't know he's been around the league a bunch but those are the only guys yeah yeah those are the only guys that that all have been or may have been to to a world series so i think on top of just the Ashes being in a in a league of their own, it's it's all the World Series is a whole nother thing. And yeah, Philly's gonna be be absolutely loud and probably cause earthquakes with how loud they're gonna be. But I think these these Astros are gonna just be too much for Philadelphia to handle. And if I'm if I'm able to make my pick, I'm gonna go Astros in five. I think. Um, they're gonna go up 3-0. I think Philly's gonna take okay. Um, so I was actually just gonna question you guys on this. Do you guys wanna add a point if we guess how many games it goes to? Uh we can do that. I th- uh-huh. I don't think I don't think that's gonna hurt. I think it's I think the point system's more fun than anything, and I think it'll just be fun. So okay. Aiden is he insane? No, he's good. Um, no, I feel like you have to guess um, the team and the game. So I feel like if you say if like, you do if you do a joint point, yeah. So I feel like you get you get a point. You to technically get two points if you guessed Astros and six or whatever. Um, but but then if it's like Phillies and six, you don't get a point. Okay. Okay. Um, no, but you know, going back to um, you know, to the matchup. I mean, these Phillies, they hit the extra bases. They get the doubles. They get their home runs. They, you know, they love to um, hit the power um, offensively. Defensively is, I think, where this game is going to, you know, lie. They made, I mean, does, does anybody know how many errors they made against just in this run? In this run, I, they've made, I think, and they that's made yeah, and you cannot make errors against these Ashes. You make an error against this Ashes team, they're gonna make you pay. They're, if you, you know, if you're, you know, just like we saw, um, game four of the Yankees Astros that failed um, flip one out, but you know, possible double play, 
turning into, you know, um, you know, taking advantage of it um, is what is exactly what these actions do. Um, and for the Phillies, you want to be successful, clean defensive baseball. Um, and, you know, good mind and not in, in the box, you know, don't, you know, they just, you know, they just got to get their hits, um, play their way. Obviously in Philly, it's crazy. I, it's like triple the cost to go to the game in Philly than it is to go to a game in Houston. Like I saw somewhere you can fly to Houston, go to a game in Houston and fly back for the cost that it is of going to a game in Philly. So I, I, that, that atmosphere is going to be crazy. Um, I, I do think, though, the Phillies have to, have to win at least one game in Houston, if not both. Um, if they win both, they're in a really, really good position, I think. But you have to win one. You cannot go down 2 nothing in this series. I think that, like, I'm rooting for the Phillies. I, I think it would be interesting. And it gives me, like, I think they're a little bit better of a team than the 2019 Nationals, but they feel similar in this like they're going against the Astros in the World Series like Astros are the absolute favorites but there's a way for this Philly team to win and I think that they have to go if they end up back in Houston for game six and seven they have to be the team entering Houston with three wins I don't think they can take two in a row in Houston like that 2019 Nationals team did because with the way the schedule is laid out, it's one, two off, three, four, five off, six, seven. So an advantage the Phillies are going to have is they're going to have Nola and Wheeler for four games. They're going to have probably Nola, Wheeler, off, Suarez, bullpen, Nola, off, Wheeler. So you will get Nola and Wheeler for four games. It's just, can you go to Houston with three wins? And uh, I think you gotta look if it if if you can if the Phillies can make this way go to seven it's all hands on deck. You might you know depending on how many Nola throws in Game Six, you might be able to toss him out there for maybe an inning, um, in Game Seven. You might be you know you can really put anybody, um, in that situation. You know throw out. I mean you could do a full starter if you want. You know Wheeler. Nola for one, Syndergaard for two, um, and then, you know, throw it out, you know, your Alvarado or, um, you know, throw out, you know, one of your closes out there um, for that night if you need. Um, the, the Phillies really just have to take this series and push it out. Slow it down. Get, you know, you're not, the Phillies aren't going to win this game in four or five. They're not. I, if they're going to win it, it's going to be in six or seven, probably seven would be my guess. So, um, I agree. I think, I think there, there is a way for Philadelphia to win this. And I think I do agree that this team's very reminiscent of the 2019 nationals and the fact that they are the underdog and they don't really, they don't give up. They always have the, that, that little fight in them and they're not going to go down. They're not going to go down without that fight. Um, and I think, I think, Nearly the whole world is rooting for Philadelphia to win, but um, I think Houston's just in, it's just gonna outclass them in nearly every aspect of the game. Um, and and I don't I I can see a way that Philadelphia can win, but I just I don't think it's likely. Yeah, no this this Houston team. I mean I mean Better. you could already call it a dynasty. Um, you just even with the scandal, they've you know I think Tom said this. Even with the scandal, they've proven hey, we're we're still a really good team. You know, somebody said that. Um, and I, I think even after this year, they're still going to be deadly in the playoffs for the next three four seasons. You're still going to have your Jordan. Pena is just going to get better. Um, you know, you you're going to get some younger pitchers too, and your pitchers are going to develop. You still have Altuve and Bregman. Um, this team is not going to go anywhere. Um, unlike this Phillies team, this Phillies team, um, scares me a bit after this year, you know, where are they going to go? Um, I don't think you're going to have this playoff run again. I truly don't. Um, and I don't want to compare it to the, you know, nationals because I don't think they're going to sell off that quick. Um, 
but you know you have it and then i think you're gonna see all oh, teams are just gonna get better you know i uh the marlins and the just the lower bottom feeder teams in the nl um are slowly gonna start to get better and make improvements and do this and that um so i i think this is the phillies season um that they have to capitalize um you know you might get a run here or there but nothing as good as this yeah like the phillies like any anything can happen you any team can find their way as long as they make the postseason like any, no one thought the phillies were going to be here like I don't think any of us expected the Phillies to be in the World Series. The Astros, yeah. I think all of us thought that if they weren't here, something went horribly wrong. But the Phillies, they could be any team. Any team could be the Phillies that got hot and are here right now. It's just the Phillies are here for the moment. And the thing that you brought up that I actually kind of want to talk about is the fact that the Houston dynasty, like they are the perfect team. Right now, they don't have a hole, but they don't have a legitimate World Series ring. Do you think that not having a legitimate World Series ring motivates them extra? So, like when they open their vanity or whatever and they see the 2017 World Series ring, the players that have one, they don't want to wear that out because there's an asterisk next to it. But when they put on the 2022 ring, they wear it proud because they earned it. There's not going to be any questions. They earned that ring. There is, there is, um, I think there is definitely a little taint. I think it was, I think it was Musgrove, Joe Musgrove. He said, I, I don't want to be seen wearing that ring because it just, it feels tainted. And I feel like a lot of, a lot of the, those, those players that were, were on that team feel that way. Maybe, maybe not Carlos Correa or Alex Bregman, but even I think, I think Jose Altuve kind of feels that way in some sense. And I think, most of the guys that do are on are currently on that team. I think they're motivated because they just want it to stop. They want everyone to stop being like you. You cheated. The ring doesn't count. Blah, blah blah. This is a ring that will count, barring they didn't cheat again. But you know that's a whole nother thing. Um, but this is a ring that will count, and I think the team around them wants to win it even more because they want they want it to stop because there it's like family and if you don't want to disrespect your you don't want anyone to disrespect your family right so having them having that driving force i think it's it's definitely it's definitely a main factor in, in what this houston astros team is going to be able to do yeah no um i think i i think it plays into some factor of hey you know if they get this nobody nobody can talk um but you know, I, I really truly don't think they think about that 2017 season. Um, like, it's not like nagging them. Um, you know, they know they won. Um, you know, whether they know they cheated or not, um, you know, it's up to them. You know, obviously they still think, you know, obviously you're never going to say that they did. Um, but I don't know if it's going to push them extra harder. I think it'll be nice, a nice like kind of like, you know, weight up, weight off of their shoulders if they can get this win. Um, so it's kind of like, hey, but I don't think it'll affect history. Um, I think if they win it this year, people will be like, hey, this team, you know, I I don't think it affects the dynasty, um, especially if they can win this year. You say that it won't affect history, as in, like people won't like. Pers- well, like, I feel like if they win this year, people will almost not forget about 2017, but, like, in the broader picture, they dominated for so many years. They won, you know, two in fantasy, you know, um, World Series. Um, it still counts as a World Series, you know. Uh, obviously, it's, you know, here or there, but, I mean, to them, it's a World Series, you know, to... You know, certain people, it's still a, a championship. But I think if you win this year, and it it's not as you know, if if the Phillies win this year and they can't win another one for the next five years, that's huge because then it's like holy cow, did that you know? But I, I think if you win this year, um, everything kind of, you know, you kind of get relieved a bit. Um, 
like, but looking at the idea of a dynasty, right? Like, he had the Braves of the 90s. They only had the one ring. They made it to the yeah. World Series a couple of times. The late 90s, early 2000s Yankees, they had four rings. You know, you could consider what the Dodgers are doing right now, a dynasty. They have one ring. But the thing with the Astros is this World Series would be the ring. When you look back, it, when it's 2043, and we look back at this Astros team, this year would be the ring that we look at. Like, we don't look at that 2017 and we think, oh, yeah, that was the year. No, this would change their history. It would, because this would be the year. This is the team that everything worked, and they were the team. 2017, we will never take that ring seriously. Like, we don't, we know who cheated more, who cheated less, but it doesn't matter. When you have the word cheating associated with a team, no one will take that ring seriously. This year, if they win it, it is the real ring in their dynasty. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you have that real ring, and then you have that other ring. Um, and I even think, like I said, with that one ring, this is still a dynasty. I, I, I mean, what are your thoughts? If they, if they somehow don't win this one, okay, and they don't win one in the next five years or whatever, would you still count this as a dynasty? A hundred percent, you would exactly. Like, so yeah, like and stuff kind of But I feel like even though they have that one, you know, the, you know this the scandal year, they have still proven to win a hundred games. I feel like it's felt like for the past like five seasons, they're winning, 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 going to the World Series, going to the World Series. I think for the past six years they've won. You know, they've made it to the yes, right? Uh, they've made it six years straight they've won it four times yeah so or three times yeah um but with that astros team like they're really good there's no question about it but the reason i emphasize like it's going to be a dynasty no matter what the reason i emphasize it is because in history we harp on world series rings like the big red machine they got them the Yankees of all time, they've got them. The Oakland Athletics, they've got them. You know, this Astros team needs the ring. And that's why I'm harping so much on them winning this year. But the Phillies, on the other hand, they if they lose, like, cool, you weren't supposed to be here. But if you win, like, you get that cooldown. You get that Nationals cooldown. You get, you know, you get whatever cooldown you want. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, if you look at the past 2019, you had the Nationals who weren't really, you know, weren't expected, you know, to make that run, obviously. They won 93 games. You have the 2020, um, yeah, the 20, well, 2020, you had the Dodgers, but the Dodgers, you know, it was short, it was short in season. I'm not saying that makes it, you know, but, you, you know, it was, it, yeah, it was short in season. Thank you, Mastering. It's um, not because it was actually the most <laughs> difficult playoffs in history. <laughs> yes, we know, but it's just funny. Yeah, you have the 2021 where you had the Atlanta Braves who won 88 games, um, and then they came in and, um, you know, you had those you know clutch players that you know boosted them to them. Now you have the Phillies. You know what? 80, I think 87 wins. Someone around there. Yeah. 87 wins. You know, you have those players. Um, you have those home run hitters. It, it just proves, you know, you know, but like Brad has been saying, you just got to make it. And I think that'll be fun to see the next couple of years is, hey, this team made it. This team's kind of been, you know, could be red hot. It really rules nobody out of winning World Series, which is, which is in my opinion, you know, really fun about just sports in general. Um, I definitely think, I definitely think the Phillies are playing with nothing to lose. They have absolutely nothing to lose. And, as far as these as dynasties go, right? I think for baseball, ba- dynasties are different per sport, right? Like dynasties, like in the NBA, right? You have the Warriors; they're a dynasty. They've they've but they've been winning championships. That's a dynasty in the in the NBA and in the MLB. It's just a team that's good over a bunch of years, makes the championship championship series, makes the World Series a couple times, gets a ring, and then they kind of fall apart after 10, 15 years, right? But I definitely think the uh, I definitely think the Astros have have kind of built this 
this core they had a core right and but they also have and they're still drafting and they're picking up good guys kind of like the Dodgers are doing right they have a core of good guys right now and then they're still picking up guys that are are like Jeremy Pena right you had you had a guy like Carlos Correa and you could let him walk in free agency and you have somebody just as good and even some say even better than Carlos Correa right and and Pena had amazing championship series and gonna be very pivotal in winning the world series I think um, and with the, with going back to the Phillies, right. Yeah. They're playing with nothing to lose. And I do think their champion, their championship, I think Aiden is kind of diminishing their, their championship window a little bit. I think if they have a decent off season, they could be right back in the mix again next year. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, for the Phillies. And for years to come on me at that. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think, obviously, it depends on the offseason, but I feel like for every team, it depends on the offseason. Um, but predictions. Um, what do, you know, who do we think is going to win? How many games? Brad? I think that we all think that Houston's the favorite, which is true. But I mm-hmm. don't think it's as one-sided as we all think it is. I think that there is a formula for Philadelphia to win this, and they've been doing it in dominating fashion so far. Like, I did not expect them to get past the Cardinals, even though I picked them. Like, there was a way. I didn't expect them to get past the Braves. I had, like, an inkling they'd get past the Padres because that was a really evenly matched series. And on paper, they're outmatched by the Houston Astros. But part of me thinks they can beat them. Like, it would make perfect sense. Series goes six games. Houston wins it at home. Crowd goes wild exactly what was supposed to happen happened but when besides 2020 when was the last time that exactly what was supposed to happen happened 2018 yeah okay 2018 yeah (laughs) so like you you exclude the dodgers and red sox like before that though um yeah i I don't i i think i think you're right there um but this this astros team I mean, like Steph said earlier, freight train, you know? They're the train. They're the car. And every team in their path has been the deer in headlights. You know? Um, Like, holy cow, this team, they haven't lost. I mean, have they given, they've definitely given the teams they fight opportunities to win. Again, like I brought up Phillies uh, and um, Mariners 18 inning game. You had a couple games where they didn't get the hits. Um, you know, the pitching against them was good. So you have this or that, but you know, it's it'll be it'll be a good one. So the thing that the difference between the teams that the Mariners, you know, the Yankees, like the Phillies all postseason have been capitalizing on those opportunities. And I, I don't want to straight up say like the Phillies are going to win this or the Astros are going to win this. I'm going like I'll get to that eventually, but it's the Phillies have a chance. Cuz the way I look at it is what's the difference between the Astros roster and the Dodgers roster? There's not much. What's the difference between the Astros postseason and the Dodgers postseason? The Dodgers didn't fire on all cylinders. The Astros are. If the Astros stop firing on one of those cylinders, they become just as vulnerable as those Dodgers were in the National League Division Series. The Phillies take advantage of those teams that aren't firing on all cylinders. So that's where I'm kind of stuck right now. What are your guys' thoughts? Um, well, just straight up, I mean, I, I just I think this I I just I I think this Ashes team is too good. Um, but I will give the Phillies some games. Um personally, I'm just gonna go straight into my predictions. Uh, Ashes and six. Um, I think, honestly, I think that I think it'll go Astros, Astros, one close, one not close, and then I think Game Three. I think Philadelphia is going to dominate, and I think the first World Series since you know two thousand nine. The stat, the fans going to be behind it. I think they're just going to hit, hit, hit. Whole, I think they're going to have thirty four home runs. Um, I think it's going to be something like eight to three, um, something like that, um, where the Astros still get their runs, but it's not like they were ever there. Um, but uh, I think that's going to, you know, I think it'll go um, then three one, 
uh, 3-2. Um, I think the Phillies will either walk off a game or get it in the eighth, kind of like they did game four or game five. Um, and then they go back to Houston, and Houston just, you know, ends it. They do it again, you know, this, that. So Astros and six. Interesting. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with mine. Um, so I do have here written. I have Astros and six, and I was I'm, I'm I was mulling it over, and I've been flip flopping back and forth, and I think I'm gonna end up going. I'm gonna go Astros and five. I I just you you Brad talked about the differences between the Dodgers and the Astros this year, right? And you're right. There's not much different and i just i i think i just top to bottom i think the astros were a deeper team i'm not gonna mm, i don't even say they're a deeper team i'd say i just i think that they would be i think if it was astros dodgers i would have picked astros um even in that series right and yeah the phillies kind of but the phillies didn't play the dodgers the Padres played the Dodgers, right? Yeah. So I don't – I think if the Phillies had played the Dodgers, I, I think we're having a different conversation here. And I – because I don't I don't think the Phillies would have beat, beaten the Dodgers. I don't think that would have happened. Um, and I, I – and and we'd have a whole other scenario, right? But that's a bunch of what-ifs. The, the real thing is right now – it's Phillies and Astros in the World Series, and I don't think this this Phillies team is going to be able to keep up. I do agree with Aiden that I think Citizens Bank's going to be very loud. I think the Astros are going to take a 3-0 lead, though. I think they're going to somehow out. I think the game game three is going to be a really close one, and then I think they're going to then they'll take game the Phillies will take game four, and then I think Houston will finish it up in game five. So the thing I want to look at is you bring up the point like the Astros Dodgers comparison just bring about how they're firing on all cylinders like the Astros are the Dodgers firing on all cylinders it's like if the Dodgers were firing on all cylinders they would be the ones that were like oh my god the Dodgers but they they can fail but here's the thing you get deep into a game I trust the Astros bullpen so much more than the Phillies I would be shocked absolutely shocked if the Phillies bullpen didn't blow one of these games. Phillies are up three, nothing in a game. Astros just mash crash, not bang trash cans anymore, but they take the lead back. With that being said, I have a bit of bias here because I can see the score right now of our competition. And if you want our updated totals, Aiden, you have nine Stevs, You have Three, Tom and I are tied for first with twelve. If you want Tom's predictions, it, it's Tom, anybody's game. Tom chose the Astros, and he has Jeremy Pena as the MVP. That carries over from last round. So if he gets all of this right, he said it had to go in six games. So he gets that right. That's five Pena points. Astros six. That's seven points putting him at 19 total. Astros win this in the first place in six. That gives him two points. So I either have to get like the pull of my life or I just have to beat him in a field that no one else gets points in. And that's what the Phillies winning. I got the Phillies winning in six. I think that the Nola and Wheeler combo is really fucking good excuse my profanity but it is so good that nola can beat furlander wheeler can beat valdez and if you can just take one of the two games that aren't pitched by them then you can win the series um wow well and i think you essentially um giving it away if the astros can uh win the series uh, but that brings us into the picks, our players, our MVPs. Um, my MVP is gone, so I'm out for five points, but I can still get three points and put myself right back into the series if I go perfect. Um, Stevs, your pick is still alive. Yes. Um, 
but I think you did say you were going to um, change it. Oh, and no. Brad, your pick is very dead. It was Manny Machado. Yeah. Oh. So you have, you know, me and you, you know, we're both up for three points. Um, and Stevs and Brad, uh, Stevs and Tom, um, still have their five points available. Uh, Tom is keeping Pena, um, so he still has a possible of five points and three points on top of it. Yeah, are we with three points on top of it too? Right. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. It would be yeah. eight in total. If, if Pena wins it, that's eight in total. Stevs, though, is going the alternative route, and he's not keeping Jordan. No. He's going to change it up. If Jordan did win, that's eight. He's right back into the mix of it. He's going the riskier route. It's fair. Stevs, it's fair. who's your pick? I really... so So this is where I'm at, right? There's no feasible way for me to really get back in the competition yes if i get those eight points what i'm at three right now you i get you at 11. 11 if you plus go, I if, get... if you yeah if you picked Jordan, that's eight and you went perfect and astros win in five i i think i could you, have and tom, be... you and tom tie no you'd be one point ahead of us I'd... like us well, right now well yeah, yeah i'd be tom, I'd tom be, gets the and pick tom, for winning. tom would so tom would obviously so you would tie shoot up in the Tom, Tom would be first I would be second I think no right. you'd, be, you'd be tied you'd be tied, you'd be tied. 13. okay so I it is it is fair but at the end of the day I'm just trying to you know what no I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take the risk here. I'm gonna keep Jordan I do think Jeremy Pena is gonna have an amazing uh world series I do think he's gonna keep his his uh, championship uh, series MVP and keep that in his in his uh, trophy case, right? And I do feel like he could add a could add a World Series MVP one to it. But if I really want to get back in the race, then I think I need to stick with Jordan. And I I think um I I think that's what it if I want an, an opportunity to win an imaginary prize, then I feel like that's what I'm gonna have to do. Brad. Yeah, you, you okay. pick for the uh, what's his so, Phillies. My logic here, right, is that I'm going with the story that Nolan Wheeler are going to dominate. I got to take one of the two of them. And so, if you look at the style of pitching, right, Aaron Nola, he's going to bend the ball. He's going to make it make one pitch look like the other. Zach Wheeler is just going to pound the zone. He's going to pitch. Nola has the higher ceiling and the lower floor. Zach Wheeler is going to be more consistent. However, Zach Wheeler might get taken advantage of by those Crawford boxes. So I'm kind of on the fence between the two of those, of the two of them, excuse me. Um, knowing that Noel is going first and that he would have to throw game five at Citizens Bank, I'm going to take Zach Wheeler. Mm, okay. Wow. Just my pick. I mean, obviously, if you're, if you're going to Phillies, you kind of got to stick with it. Um, but if the Astros win, I think Tom, last me and Stubbs, you know, goes. Um, obviously, I don't have to go perfect, but. I would, I would need a miracle. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm in between two. Obviously, I picked the Astros. I'm going to stick with the Astro, um, Astros, you know, MVP. I'm between two. I'm between. Going with Stevs and going Jordan, um, or going with Kyle Tucker. He's kind of been quiet. Um, in my opinion, he's due to break out. He's due to have that big, you know, those big games. And just because Stevs went Jordan, I'm gonna go with Tucker. I think he's gonna have a game here, a game there. Um, and then I think he's actually gonna walk. I think. I think he's going to have a huge game six um, where this kind of more recency, right? Because fans, fans vote, right? Huh? For MVP? Fans vote for MVP. Uh... They might have some sort of say, but I don't think they have the final decision. The final decision. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like if Tucker has a huge game six and they're winning, um, six to whatever people are gonna remember. Hey, look, Tucker's having a big game. You know, gives their um, 
But no, I'm going to go um, Astros in six and Kyle Tucker uh, MVP. And so, just right before we wrap things up, this postseason has been really good, honestly. Like, there's been a lot of twists and turns. It ended up being the American League Championship Series that we exactly expected. Um, The Yankees didn't get there in the route that we thought they would. Um, But the National League, you know, the Dodgers, Mets, and Braves, none of them made it to the championship series. We saw two wildcard teams get there. We saw the Phillies emerge. We saw Houston emerge. You know, who's going to stand up? Who's going to be that guy? And what team's going to win it all? Thank you for listening to the 4A podcast. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on uh, Instagram, YouTube, all at 4A podcast. Championship series recaps. Pretty good se- um, Pretty good series. Uh, you now have World Series, Astros, Phillies. Hope it's a good one. Thank you for listening. Peace.